Hey everyone, I'm Matthew. And I'm Ileana. Welcome to the Armory. This is a place where believers can be encouraged to live for Jesus and make disciples. We want to provide an arsenal of resources that help Christians to be bold in their faith. Our hope is that through this podcast, people will learn to love God's Word and abide in Christ. Thanks for joining. Welcome back to another episode of The Armory. This is obviously not Matt doing the introduction. I don't usually get to do the introduction, but today we have a special guest. No boys allowed. The special guest is, actually, you might be the first person who's been on the podcast twice. Christy Call. Oh, I'm the most famous. Maybe. Most famous maybe. one. Actually, maybe dad was it's on another episode too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he was already on twice. Yeah. So it's my mom, Christy Cook, which we've had her before, but... Mom, do you just want to say a little bit about, again, like introduce yourself, what you do in ministry? Yeah, again. so um, Dan and I have been in ministry now for, I think he's going on seven years, and I was actually worked at a church before him, but um, together we do a lot of biblical counseling um, for mostly marriages, Um and we've been doing that for almost 10 years now. Yeah. So that that would be where we're doing the most of our discipleship. Um, but I actually do work at the church, too. And I um, in, am in charge of the children's ministry and um, some of the serving teams and um, maybe just a, a bunch of a administration <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> within the church and just making things run smoothly. So that's my that's primary it, job. Making things run smoothly. That's what Christy yeah, does. My if you jam. know her. That's Any my jam. area of life, actually, that you've been in now that I realize it. Oh, I'm going to turn off our coffee machine I mean, really quick. Cause it very much in alignment with what Matthew is super good at, too. Yeah, so Matt true. and I can have maybe a whole day's worth of conversations about how to assimilate things or how to structure or how to invent a procedure to make life easier yeah. for everybody around us yeah it's really cool <clears throat> for those of you obviously that know man and i are in ministry now too and so it's really cool to have parents who kind of do the same thing and be able to talk to them mm-hmm. about how fun it is um and so yeah they're in town you were in town visiting atticus you haven't seen him in like since he was born so two months two months least, and yeah. he's a lot chubbier now uh-huh he was a chubby butt yeah mm-hmm. so it's been fun but we're, I wanted to talk to you today because Matt and I have been talking about since having a baby how hard communication is in marriage. <laughs> and, and you guys are the only couple that struggles with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, actually, Just kidding. I feel like you could ask a lot of people. And since we've been dating, I feel like Matt and I have worked really hard to have like good communication. Mm-hmm. And we set up, I think, ourselves well in the first year of marriage before having a baby. I agree. That we have yeah. good communication and... I don't think that's just because we happen to be good at it. I think I've learned from you and dad and he's, I think, learned from his parents. Like, here's how you can communicate well. Mm -hmm. And I think we've also just seen the fruit of when we have good communication, it goes well for us. Mm -hmm. We don't have good (laughs) communication. It doesn't go well, right? You reap Mm -hmm. what you sow, I guess. So, Well, I would even say like in in the counseling room, I, I can't even tell you how many couples we've had in our counseling room, but what I can tell you is 99% of the people that come into our counseling room struggle with communication. So right. this is a normal thing. Well, I mean, for... you just counted how many counselees you had this year, basically a lot. Oh, this year. If you're allowed to yeah. say That was just for the year, and it was yeah. a lot. So. Yeah. No, Either I'm way. saying like over the past 10 years, right. ev- almost every single person that comes in. Right. 
is struggling in some sort of communication. Um, and the issue is like, I remember when I originally went through soul care myself with, with Dan, that with your dad, I'm going to get confused about saying Dan or dad, but, um, (laughs) if she says either, just pay attention. (laughs) When we originally went through soul care and we learned, um, the rules of communication out of Ephesians four, what we're going to study today. I, um, we recognized that we were doing none of them right and yeah. that now what I would say is everything that we did learn in our own soul care and our own counseling, um, the one thing that we use the most now, um, 10 years later, almost 11 years later, is the rules of communication. So this is something that um, is eternal, <laughs> that is needed with... Um, within your marriage, but also with other people in your life. And right. that, that's something that I remember. I was just out of soul care maybe a couple months, and all of a sudden I'm realizing, oh, man, like my counselor saying, oh, no, these are for the other people in your life too. I'm like, not what? Not just your spouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not just for your spouse, but other people that you're encountering in um, in your life. And we all have someone in our life that's that we struggle with communicating yeah. with. And well, so. and I think that's the thing too is, oh, also – my parents shared their story last time they were on the podcast. So she mentioned them being in soul care. If you want to go listen to that, it's on one of our episodes somewhere. But I think that's the thing too is even though I would say Matt and I are very good at communication, it's not like we don't have ways to improve, right? So like you oh, said. everybody does. Like, like for your spouse but also in life if you're not married, just communicating and you always obviously can get better. And I guess yeah. that's what your walk with the Lord is like, right? You feel mm-hmm. like you did good at something and then you realize, oh, actually. I can get better. Yeah. I can get better. <laughs> and here's 10 more things mm-hmm. to add on to it. So like you said, right, Ephesians 4, you have taught through probably countless times now the rules of communication. Um, well, I guess, And this is going to be different for me too because typically um, Dan, your dad, leads in this teaching so this is me teaching by myself which um is great but it's different (laughs) than what we do in the counseling room so typically I'm a really good helper um but today I can just take it myself I guess yeah and I'll I'll be the helper because the boys had to watch the baby so yeah that's actually really why we're like tag teaming a lot of podcasts is because this is the first boys day baby Atticus will have so it's exciting So today we're in Ephesians 4, and we're going to start in verse 17. Um, And this is a, uh, Paul is teaching, and and he's comparing the difference between believers and non-believers at this part. So um, it says, So this I say and affirm together with the Lord that you walk no longer, just as the Gentiles walk, in the futility of their mind. They're darkened in their understanding. They're excluded from a life of God because of the ignorance that's in them and because they have a hardness of heart. And so he's talking about unbelievers in the, in these verses. Um, and then he also says, And they, having become callous, having given themselves over to sensuality. And honestly, that doesn't mean like sexuality. Sensuality right. really means like your feelings. So unbelievers have given themselves over to follow their feelings. That's Which, basically I what mean, that says. I mean, you don't have to look far in the world to know that that's true. No, <laughs> absolutely. For the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness because they're selfish, right? And then this is the um, verse that in the counseling room, dad makes somebody else read it. Can you read verse 20? Yeah, I might and read it with authority. Okay, is that what he says? <laughs> I might have a different version than you, but 
verse 20 says, but that is not how you came to know Christ. Right. And mine says, but you did not learn Christ in this way. Right. Um, and, and that's speaking to believers. That's speaking right. to us. So we didn't learn Christ in the way that we have futility in our mind. We're darkened in our understanding. We're excluded from a life of God. We don't have a hardness of heart. We're not running around following our feelings because we're believers. We and shouldn't be running. Yeah. Yes. That's what the so way if indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as the truth is in Jesus, in reference to your former manner of life, the way you used to do, you lay aside all your old self which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of, of deceit, and that you would be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you would put on a new self, which is the likeness of God. And it's been created in righteousness and holiness of the yeah. truth. And so this is like a plan for change, right? We're putting off our old behavior. We're renewing our mind on Christ um, and on his word. And then we're putting on the new behavior. Right. That's awesome. I feel, Sorry, am I interrupting no, your ahead. train of thought? That in and of itself could be an entirely new, entirely good podcast topic Mm -hmm. because we talk about this a lot in the episode, like what it actually means to have new life in Christ, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is something that's declared over us in scripture that we don't do not act in this way, that we are able to act in this way. And obviously it's not to say we do it in ourselves, like it's through the Holy Spirit, but it's something that is made true of us once we are saved in Christ. And so we actually need to live out this new identity like that we've been given. And so And not to be confused with our salvation coming from something we're doing by putting off and putting on. Right. Right? Um, because our salvation comes only through the blood of right. Jesus and only through Christ. But when we are saved from this life of the feudal mind and the hard heart yeah. and all of that, then that just spurs us on with the power of the Holy Spirit to move forward in putting off old behaviors in our life and yeah. renewing our mind continually on Christ's word yeah. and um, and putting on. So um, this also might be a good time in the podcast to say, if you're new to our podcast, our podcast is for believing Christians, mm-hmm. people. So if you're listening to this and you're not a believer, you probably want to go back and listen to our episode of the gospel Mm -hmm. where we explain what Jesus actually did and why you can come to know him and why things like this are important. But if you already are saved and have a relationship with Christ, then what we're going to talk about of communicating well is something you're called to do. Right. And I also want to take a tiny little sidetrack here and talk about um, when we're like, if there's new believers listening to this podcast or when we are saved, um, you know, God calls us to this, put off, put on, but he also like explains to us in his word about what does it mean to change. And so one of the main things that we learned in counseling at the very beginning of our journey, um, was, um, how, how people change when, how do we determine how people are changing. The first thing they need to do is they need to admit their need for help. Mm. Um, And the second thing they need to do is allow others input, um, considering it's... Well, that's hard. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) allowing it to be biblical input. I'm I'm making that assumption. Um, And number three is that they are accountable to that, right? Mm -hmm. We're accountable to what God's word says, and someone's holding us accountable to that. And so when we do counseling, we have advocates in the room who are helping with that. We are helping with that. Um, 
hopefully our counselees, they don't leave our counseling room until they're surrounded by biblical community where they have um, an outlet for people to Mm -hmm. hold them accountable. And number four is they commit for the long haul. So when you're looking at someone in, or when you're looking at yourself and you're like, I'm not changing, I'm not putting off and putting on, I'm not admitting my need for help. Right. Um, I'm not, I don't have someone holding me accountable. I'm not allowing people to input into my life. Um, and by the way, I want it to be fixed within um, yeah, exactly. 30 days. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And no, it's no God saying you're going to commit for the long haul. And that goes back to what you were saying, which is the life in Christ is a consistent until we get to glory, a consistent right. step of growing and growing. God's going to change us from one degree of glory to the next until we're yeah. in heaven. And a really good way for help with that is to be plugged into your local church. <laughs> so if you're not, you're not going to really like we're given the body of believers to help us in this walk. And that's what you're saying, right? Your counselors don't leave your room until they have that community yes. to support them. So yep. don't just think you can do this by yourself because no, you odds can't. are you cannot. You, you cannot. Yeah. So that was a little sidetrack. But anyway, so now we're actually, we've learned what it means to actually change and how we put off and how we put on. And so these communication rules are actually going to follow this model. They're going to talk about like, you're going to, you're going to lay aside some of these things and you're going to put on these things. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about the differences in that. Um, So um, the first verse where we get our first rule is number 25. It says, therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth each one of you with his neighbor for we are members of one another and so um when when dan and i went through counseling originally we learned this rule as don't lie right um and through the years the place that um we got our training and our counselors actually had changed it to be be honest and i think that they changed it to maybe have this outlook of um a more positive kind yeah. of outlook. Um, and so in our counseling room, we, we taught Be Honest all up until actually two weeks ago when Dan and I had a very serious conversation about the fact that in the year 2020 or 2022, people really take that Be Honest and they take it to an extreme that is not needed. Mm. For example, like, um, Ileana, I'm going to be honest with you. So Ooh, therefore... Gotcha. Therefore, I'm going to tell you every single thing I actually hate about you and that I think you're doing wrong and you haven't grown in Christ in these areas, right? I mean, I think that in this day and age, people take it upon themselves to be like, I'm going to inform you and I'm just going to be honest and I'm just going to tell you everything. And and I'm so, the good person because I'm telling correct. you everything and I think is And I'm being true. very hurtful, by the way, yeah. when I tell you all the things that I don't like about you. Yeah. Um, and, and saying, and, and, and honestly... Cr- We've had this within our biblical community, like, but like Christians claiming they're following God's word because they're being honest. Well, even to community outside of believers, right? Like, correct the way the church acts towards people who are not in the church. Yeah, well, I'm being just gonna honest. be honest. But in in the the bottom line is they're being hurtful too, right? Within within some of that because it's not necessary. Right. And so I think there is significance in the fact that in verse twenty five it starts with. Therefore, you're going to lay aside falsehood. You're going to put this off. And instead, you're going to put truth in its place. Yeah. So it's talking about not lying. Yeah. And it's talking about being truthful in those areas. Yeah. It's not talking about just going out and, and blasting yeah. someone, right? That's good. And so two weeks ago, Dad and I changed it. And we are now teaching again, don't lie. Well, this is funny because in my We're Bible, in my Bible, I have, I usually put the date that somebody preaches with notes but apparently I didn't but I know that I have these notes in my bible from when dad was preaching them Mm -hmm. because I helped him talk through it Uh (laughs) and I have 
first 25, the first rule of communication is be honest slash don't lie. Right. I think maybe he taught both of them that time because, yeah. I mean, they're both in there. They're yeah. both in the verse. The issue is they in the verse, it does say laying aside falsehood first. And I think just in this day and age, people are just taking that be yeah. honest too far. So. We, the other day on TV, we heard this quote, and I do not remember who it's by, but I think it's like, I don't know, like Teddy Roosevelt or Abraham Lincoln or something. I don't know. <laughs> but it's um, if you... Oh, gosh. Now I can't even remember it. But it's like, if you always tell the truth, then you never have to remember anything. Like, well, that's because true. you don't have to keep track of anything. You're yeah. not trying to keep track of these that's lies. True. And me and Matt both looked at each other and we're like, oh, okay, that that's true. Yeah. Well, because once you start lying, it just gets you into a big spiral and then you yeah. can't. Yeah. You so can't first rule of communication, don't lie. Don't lie. I'm sticking with don't lie. And here's the thing about um, these rules. All four of them really are linked to a motive of why we're going to do that. Why does God say we're going to do that? And, the, and the, the first motive there is for we are members of one another. And so before Dan and I are married and one in husband and wife, we are part of the same body of Christ. Right. We are members of one another because we're together in the body of Christ. And so the reason that we're not going to lie to people is because God calls us to and says um, that it's because we're members. We're all part of the body. Which of we Christ. talked about before, right? You no longer walk as the Gentiles do. Correct. So this is a yeah. new thing for us. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the, there's one more thing about the be the don't lie, um, and that is that when we went through our counseling, we were it was really mu- a lot discovered that we use 100% words. And as I'm talking, and if you listen to this whole thing, you will notice that I still use them a lot. Yeah, I do like, too. Every, all the time. Always. I never do that. I always do this. Um, it, and we realized that that was kind of lying. Because, it is, yeah. Um, and so now you'll hear me say almost all the time, almost always, right? Yeah. I think I did that earlier. Um, but really using those 100% words is lying. And so we had to work super hard when we were speaking to each other yeah. to put off those 100% words and to actually tell the well, truth. Well, I think that's something I learned from you guys growing up. I always hear, I always, ah, I literally just did it. I heard you guys say a lot of the time, like, no 100% words. And so yeah. I will sometimes catch myself saying that to Matt. Like, you just used 100% words. Right. <laughs> you always. Blah, it's blah, valuable, blah. though, because you don't realize how much you do it. So you can, you know, uh, check, check yourself. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> number two, then. Okay, so number two comes from verse 26, and it says, Be angry, and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not give the devil an opportunity. That's verse 27. Um, and so our second rule is keep current. This is probably my favorite one. Um. So, you know, I grew up in a very, uh, very conservative Baptist church when I was young. And I think maybe verses like this got taught as um, you're pretty much not allowed to sleep unless you have everything yeah. worked out with your spouse, right? And so the reality became, you know, you stay up until 3 o'clock in the morning until you're able to actually <laughs> yeah. figure out what the problem is and talk it out. And yeah. that's just not actually practical. Or for, good I idea. Mean, a- after, 10, after 10 p.m., I am pretty much like a totally different person if I haven't gotten sleep. <laughs> yeah. And so the things that are coming out of my mouth are not logical. Yeah, my cap is like 8 p.m., by the way. Yeah, okay, yeah. It could be a lot lower <laughs> if you have a new baby. Yeah. Um. But that being said, I think uh, dad, dad is super good about leading through, like, if it is late at night, like, saying to to me, um, you know what, 
I love you. We're going to talk about this in the morning as soon as we wake up. When we get our coffee, it's going to be 730. I'll meet you downstairs. Yeah, which aren't you just like, a way better person when someone Yeah, because most, I mean, most of the time you wake up and you're like, man, what was I even arguing about? Yeah. That was stupid. You know what I mean? It's like, like not even worth talking yeah. about anymore. Yeah. So I think this this verse really focusing on, I mean, first of all, it says be angry and, and yet do not sin. And that kind of gives us this opening to have like righteous anger for right. some things in our life. We need to do a podcast on that for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I don't even know that as a human in our fleshly state, we can have righteous anger. Yeah, that's I think a good point. it depends on our motive, right? But all that to say, like we're not letting the sun go down on our anger. But what, what that means is we're finishing well. Yeah. Um, we're keeping current on the topics. I'm not saying to you, Illy, when you hurt me seven weeks ago on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, you know, no, we're keeping current on, no, yesterday we had an issue last night and I want to talk to you which, about it and let's get to the bottom of it. Yeah, which by the way is very hard to do during marriage. I don't think this rule really applied in my life until being married mm-hmm. because there wasn't somebody who I was with 24-7 right. to kind of keep track of all the things that happened, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe like if you're really close to a friend. Yeah. But you're probably not going to dish out to a friend and be like, last year you did this. Right, but right. in marriage, it's very you easy to remember. Absolutely will do it, especially so, if yeah. it happens twice, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think too, like, just maybe this is kind of a sidebar, so sorry to interrupt our train of thought here, but Matt and I every week do a marriage check-in on Sundays. And we can tell the weeks that we don't do it We've talked about our marriage journal before. We've linked it in show notes before. Maybe we can again. But it says every week there's a question that says, um, do we have any unconfessed sin, hurt, or conflict that we need to talk about? Mm -hmm. And usually it's no because I think we've learned, okay, on Sunday we're going to have to ask this question, so we might as well do it now. (laughs) But I think there have been times where it's like given us an opportunity to say, actually this happened a couple days ago and I never actually said anything and Mm -hmm. I'm not really upset about it anymore, but I probably should say something anyway. Right, right. So I think just like the more you do it, it's an opportunity for it you is. to keep current, right? Yeah. And our motive in this is in verse 27 where it says, do not give the devil an opportunity. And that's the bottom line. Um, unconfessed anger gives Satan a foothold in our life. Yeah. And we don't want that foothold to become a stronghold. And so what we're doing is we are having these conversations right. and confessing um, so that we're not going to let the devil come in and and. If we're bringing up things from the past constantly, we are giving the devil an opportunity into yeah, our marriages that's and into true. our relationships. Yeah. So, um, so then verse 28 comes in, and I always say that when uh, I get to heaven, the first person I'm going to talk to, this is obviously after I have talked to Jesus and throw my crowns and all those kinds of things. (laughs) All the biblical things you do in heaven. That you're supposed to do. I don't know. But the the second thing I'm going to do is talk to Noah's wife because I really want to know if she was on board with the boat building because I just struggle to believe that she was. Um, But the second thing I'm going to do is ask Paul why he put verse 28 here because I do believe it should be verse 25 and it's in the wrong order. But I'm going to go ahead and read it anyway. It says, he who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor, performing with his own hands what is good, so that he will have something to share with one who has need. And so what we're talking about here is somebody who's a thief is actually, uh, if he gets caught and he gets put in jail, is he still a thief? And what this verse is saying is, yeah, because you've, you, you 
have to put off the behavior. Yeah. Then you have to renew your mind in what's right. And then you have to put on something, which in this case is um, use my hands for good to give something away, yeah. to earn mo- to earn money, to buy something and give it away, right? And so this just goes back. It's just a perfect picture of mm-hmm. what we learned before, which is the put off, renew our minds, put on. This is actually the picture, which tells me it should be verse 25. Well, here's the thing. I have written in my Bible, nice. which I'm assuming came from dad. Because yeah, because he always contradicts me, and I love the yeah. fact that he's not here, so he can't contradict Oh, us. well, sorry if this contradicts mm-hmm. you. I agree with you because we're both orderly people, so mm-hmm. it makes sense that it would be with verse 25. But I have circled verse 28, where, and it says in my Bible, reminder to put off and put on. So, like, right. in my head, I'm thinking, okay, you told me two verse, three verses ago I need to put off, put on. Mm-hmm. Then you gave me some rules to do yeah. for that. Now you're reminding me again, okay, I need to put off and put on. Because yeah. really, I can't do it without Super a constant good. reminder. Super so good. maybe it's yeah, just a reminder that. to people like I need to add like that me. in my Bible. I don't know if I have room in Ephesians 4 to add in. We were just notes. talking about if you guys write <laughs> in your Bible or not. I get this from you for sure. Like I'm running out of space. I actually yeah. still have space, but you do not. This is obviously the most the page that has the most writing on it in yeah. the Bible, but... Um, so okay. we have, I'm just going to recap. We have verse 25, rule number one, don't lie. Then we have number two, keep current. Correct. Okay. And now we're on to verse 29 and 30, and it says, Let no unwholesome talk uh, come from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification. That means building up mm-hmm. according to the need of the moment so that it will give grace to those who are hearing. And then it says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Um, and so what we say for this rule, rule number three, is um, attack the problem, not the person. Um, and, you know, looking for opportunities to build each other up, um, letting no unwholesome talk mm-hmm. come from your mouth, that's so hard. Yeah. Um, but in the moment when you're having conversations with your spouse or with someone else, um, you're looking to not attack that person, but to attack what actually is the problem here. Mm-hmm. And I also think, going back to what I originally said about being honest, this comes into play 100%, yeah. right? Yeah. Because it's like... Um, being honest doesn't mean coming out and attacking you about the things I don't like about you, about about the things that yeah. you've, you're doing. Um, being being honest or, or not lying means that we're just laying aside falsehood and not, not speaking to each other in that way. Um, and this is to actually have words come out of my mouth that edifies you, builds you up, gives grace to you. And in the heat of the moment, that's hard to do. So little tangent to get to my question that mm-hmm. I have if you've read the book coddling of the American mind I've talked about this before on the podcast they talk about this point in culture where everything is us versus them and how mm-hmm. this is like a bad thing mm-hmm. so my so what happens is it's always me and then somebody is against me so oftentimes we will say well that person is the problem think of the documentary mm-hmm. we just watched unnamed oh. I probably don't even have to name it right the problem mm-hmm. in the documentary was a person or group of people mm-hmm. right there wasn't actually a problem it was the people that mm-hmm. they were trying to portray mm-hmm. as a problem so what 
would you say to someone who says, if me and Matt came into counseling and I said, well, he is the problem. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming people will ask you that. Say well, that Well, the by the way, 90% of the couples that come into our counseling room right. say the other person is the problem. Right. So, so this is something we've learned in society to do. It's always absolutely. me versus somebody else. Mm-hmm. So it's very, like you were saying, it's so hard because we've learned, mm-hmm. okay, I can just point it on somebody else and it takes maybe responsibility away from me. But what would you say to somebody I mean, I I look at, well, obviously we teach these rules pretty early on. And so we're saying things like attack um, the problem, not the person. And so that's difficult for people to actually process through. But when we're talking about the life of a believer, we're talking about laying ourselves down. Right. And carrying our cross and following Jesus. And so our motivation for all of these, yes, we're going over each motive, but our motivation for all of these is to glorify the Lord because mm-hmm. that's our goal in life, yeah. right? We're glorifying the Lord. And so um, it brings glory to the Lord when we're able to lay ourselves down and put others before ourselves. And so that's a almost impossible concept to grasp right. in the year 2022. Yeah. And... Um, I, I imagine because the Bible spells it out this way, it's only going to get worse yeah. <laughs> before we get to glory. And so looking at that, like we spend a lot of time before we teach these, we spend a lot of time talking about what it means to be a believer and what it means to follow the Lord and what it means to glorify the Lord and what it means to take a step of obedience to lay ourselves down and um, choose choose the Lord. Yeah. Not, not to choose each other, to choose the Lord. Right. That's and a good so, point. You're not choosing each other. You're doing it for the Lord. Correct. Yeah. Which, and in the, in doing that, it does make your relationship easier and right. um, and better as far as growing your relationship with each other. But you're doing it for a motive to glorify the Lord, not mm-hmm. to make yourself better. Yeah, there you go. Um, and so our motive for that rule, the um, attack the problem, not the person, is in verse 30 where it says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And so we look at that and we say, you actually have the ability to make the Holy Spirit sad in your life. It's not crazy. And the way you do that is by attacking the person. Mm -hmm. The way you do that is by not building each other up when you're using your words. The way you do that is by not having grace. Yeah. Um, and so in order not to grieve the Holy Spirit, you need to work at attacking the problem instead of the person. Great. So we're on to the very last rule. So we have don't lie, keep current, attack the problem, not the person. Right. And so we're on the very last rule and we're on verse 31. It says, let all bitterness, wrath, and anger, and clamor, and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. And then verse 32 says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has also forgiven you. And so if you look at verse 31, all of those words are reactionary words. Mm-hmm. I don't have to look and say, hey, I think I need to tell myself to be bitter and angry and yeah. have a bunch of clamor. Good grief. I'm pretty much clamor, like a picture of clamor is Christy in the dictionary. <laughs> I don't and even know what clamor means. It's like loud complaining, oh. I think. I don't know. Maybe Shouting. Maybe I, I guess my Bible it. says shouting. Oh, so. does it? So yeah. yeah, something loud. Some I'm imagining it as complaining. Um, but like bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, do I actually need to tell myself to do that no I do that naturally that's a reactionary word right yeah. just I react and it comes out um, and then verse 32 is be kind tender-hearted forgiving I have to tell myself yeah to do those right I have to take action and so our our, our fourth rule is act don't react acts don't react yeah um, and that's probably the hardest rule for me because yeah. Um, naturally in my flesh, all of these things in verse 31 want to come out of my body. 
and in verse 32, I have to take steps um, to fight against my flesh and actually be kind. I need to be tenderhearted to people. I need to forgive um, people, even if they don't ask me for forgiveness. Yeah, well, and I remember this very well because this is why I was helping dad with his sermon that one time. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that I was doing that. But <laughs> of course. This is, this is what I taglined. I remember I came up with this mm-hmm. phrase. Yes. He uses it in counseling all the time. So I said, I have it written down. It says, I'm acting despite my feelings. I'm not reacting in response to my feelings. Yeah. Which obviously, me and you are very similar. Mm-hmm. Very emotional, I would say. Well, I'll just speak about myself. Very <laughs> emotional. Always, not always, pretty much always um, reacting, right? Mm -hmm. Because I feel something. Nobody really has to guess how I'm feeling. They pretty Mm -hmm. much just always know. Mm -hmm. And so it goes back to what's in the beginning of this, right? That we're not like that we can't do things based on our feelings because that's what the Gentiles do. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's not descriptive of who we are anymore. Mm -hmm. So we're choosing to act despite what we feel. And I'm very passionate about teaching people biblically what, emotional intelligence is but that's a different podcast yeah but it's to say like sometimes your feelings whether like are not righteous they're just not yeah. because yeah. that's just how you feel and so right. what are you going to choose well, to do feelings with that? are not bad right right feelings, that's what i was going to say feelings yeah. are just indicators that there's something wrong yeah and in this case when we're talking about communication um it could just be that we need to actually keep current and sit down and have a conversation right, right? and so um if you read the end of verse 32 it says just as god in christ has also forgiven you and that's our motive for that rule mm-hmm. um because jesus's blood allows us to be forgiven so therefore it makes it easier for us to think about that and and act toward yeah. others and be kind and tender-hearted and forgiving um so that's the four rules we're talking about. Don't lie, keep current, attack the problem, not the person, and act, don't react. And that kind of encompasses this whole section yeah. of Ephesians 4. Yeah, so, I mean, it, we've only really been talking about this for like less than 30 minutes. So I would say that's pretty, oh. that's like a pretty quick yeah. lesson of basically a whole chapter of the mm-hmm. Bible. So <laughs> um, if, we'll still talk for a little bit longer, but if, um, does Dad have a sermon on this? online somewhere yeah he he does yeah like Mm -hmm. something we could link for people to listen to if they wanted to hear more about it okay so Mm -hmm. because i think this is something where like we just said right you could listen to this over and over and Mm -hmm. be reminded of this constantly right so if you're looking i think if you're listening to the podcast and you're like well that's great but is there like i need to have this on repeat to myself i'll link maybe um when I say owl link, I really mean Matthew yeah. later when he edits the podcast. I do not know how to work yeah. anything. Literally, Matthew set up all of the podcast equipment. I just hit record. Hit record, yeah. Um, but Matthew will link maybe dad's sermon so that people can yeah. listen to it or other resources we have. But mm-hmm. just some quick takeaways for people listening. One, practice this. But two, like make sure you're in community where you can practice mm-hmm. this. I would say it's really helpful. So for a long time, I just knew these rules. And was expecting Matthew to know them as well (laughs) when he's never been taught this formally by what I would say I've learned from you guys. He's obviously read this in scripture. Mm. But um, so I would say if you're trying to like communicate this with your spouse, but they have not listened to this podcast, that's going to be very hard for you to be expect them to not use 100 percent words when they Mm. have no idea what you just Mm. listened to. So Mm. I would say if you're trying to do this with somebody first, maybe send them the podcast and say, hey, maybe we should listen to this and talk about this in our marriage and say, how can this help me? Or in your friendship or wherever Mm -hmm. you want to use it. Because 
that would just get you into more trouble if yeah. you're expecting somebody to do this as well. I, I also feel like, and I think we said this in our last podcast when we were together, but um, we both are very passionate about the fact, Dad and I are passionate about the fact that God called us to biblical counseling and to minister and disciple in that way in order to give us grace in our own life. Mm. And so like being in the counseling room on a weekly basis and teaching this over and over. I, I've probably taught this section a hundred times or more. Yeah, probably um, more. In 10 years. I have no idea, but so many times that we've taught this and it's really just a refreshing reminder for dad and I. I mean, yesterday we had to use yeah. the rules of communication <laughs> while we were here. So um, that being said, we also, um, I just want to look at verse uh we didn't, we didn't go over this, but Ephesians 4, 15, just a couple verses uh, above it, it says, mm-hmm. but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ. And so um, how do we grow up in Christ? We speak the truth. We counsel to yes. each other. And so it's God's grace in our life that we're able to counsel and we're able to speak truth into other people's life. But I would just say, I would encourage you as um, just something to do, like, Yes, have your spouse listen to this, but also within your biblical community, you can share this of course, and teach yeah. this to other people. And what that does is it gives you a refresher, but it also allows you to marinate in God's word. Yeah. And, um, it's just written more on your heart. It just comes out of you naturally because yeah. you're talking about it. And so um, I just, it also says that that's how you grow in Christ. Yeah, that's true. You grow in Christ because you're, t- you're speaking the truth too. So that's awesome. I think if you're not following us on Instagram, I'm pretty sure it's at the Armory Podcast or at Armory Podcast. (laughs) But maybe this week I can take a picture of like what my Bible looks like because it's very helpful to me the way I have it written out to where Mm -hmm. I can see what the rule is and then what the motivation is. Um, Because if you were, most people just listen to podcasts, I think like in their car. So if you want to go back and like actually write in your Bible or highlight in your Bible through this podcast, that's um, that's actually really helpful for me because if I'm like, Ooh, I don't remember what the rule of communication is. Well, I know it's in Ephesians 4. I can flip there and see it in my Bible. So maybe I'll upload that too. But we always end the podcast with a challenge. Yeah. So after teaching this, Mm -hmm. do you have a challenge that maybe you give to people in your counseling room or that's a good thing to do? Yeah, so I don't know if this is a challenge or it's more just like a practical way to practice this. Um, We call it, in our counseling room, we call it a table conversation. And so when we teach this to counselees, we send them away where they have to have one table conversation this next week before we see them again. Um, A table conversation simply consists of a talk with each other you often sit down at the table. <laughs> um, if, if I'm really like angry or upset about something at our house, I just go sit at the table and I just wait for your dad to come sit there. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but like what it entails is talking for between 20 and 30 minutes total, which is not very long. Um, your goal is to, number one, start with prayer. Um, number two, try to solve a problem of some sort. And so one of your first steps would be uh, to establish what is the problem. And I would say if I'm going off of me and and dad, our conversations 90% of the time we do not have the same problem. Mm-hmm. And so we realize we're not even focused on the, on the same problem. And so therefore our conversation is not going to lead to a solution. Mm-hmm. And so like looking to try to find a solution, um, 
dad typically lets me go first as far as establishing my problem. Mm -hmm. And then he will come out with whatever his problem is. And then we try to find a solution within 30 minutes to the two problems. Um, Throughout the entire table conversation, we both strive to practice rules of communication. Mm -hmm. Um, The way that the thing is written out in our booklets that we send home with our counselees is you can raise your hand if the other person breaks a rule. And so if I say, I always do this, or you always do this, then he could raise his hand and say, Oh, interesting. And he wouldn't say, you just broke a rule. He would just Put silently his raise his hand. And then I would say, what? What rule did I break? Oh, I said, always, you always do this. But you don't always do this. Most of the time you do this, right? <laughs> um, and so... Basically, you're talking for 30 minutes, you're taking notes on what the problem was, and then you're establishing a solution. Um, and then it our sounds cons- very hard. Our, it is hard. <laughs> and our counselees bring that back to our counseling room, and sometimes we have to help them through this situation. Um, but really, it just keeps you on track with what are you doing there? Like, how yeah. am I going to keep current? I'm not going to attack you. I'm going to say this was what happened and this was the problem as I see it. And how can we have a solution yeah. to that? So I think that's cool because these rules of communication apply, I think, to like very big things that can mm-hmm. happen in your marriage or relationships, but also like small things too, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's an easy thing to not lie throughout the day maybe or whatever, but like all of that builds up to like a big thing, right? So maybe a table conversation is about something really big that's happened and maybe it's hard to fit it all in in 30 minutes, but I think... Like I said, when Matt and I have learned to communicate well throughout the week, that doesn't need to be a, a it doesn't need to be maybe a thirty minute table right. conversation. Maybe we can be in the car driving to Starbucks really quick and be like, Oh, by the way, let's talk about this. Yeah. And it's over by the time you get to Starbucks. <laughs> that would be ideal. And <laughs> I do feel like there have been multiple times when we were not able to come to a solution and so we can postpone um, for a little bit and come back and revisit. But all that being said, we have done multiple times where we walk away from each other, pray to ourselves, and make a list on paper. Mm. What is the problem and what do I think the solution is? Um, and then come back together and read only what was on your paper. And so then we're having more godly thoughts personally. We're also coming to each other with repentance and confession. We're saying, what can I do to make this better? Instead of saying, what can you do to make this better? Yeah, and I think when... Like God and the Holy Spirit, right? They want us to glorify the Lord. So that goes for individually, but also when you're in a marriage and you are one, like I think Matt and I have noticed, which has just been really cool. When we've both gone separately and prayed about something, I don't think we have ever, I'm using 100%, (laughs) I don't think we have ever come back together and had different opinions. I think pretty much all the time, if we've gone separately to pray about something, a lot of times it's like finances, right? We'll be like, well, you pray about how much you want, we think we should spend mm-hmm. and you pray about how much. Literally, we always have the same exact number or yeah. something. And I'm yeah. like, well, that has to be from the Lord because there's no way we would have just randomly had the same yeah. idea. So newsflash, the Holy Spirit is helping you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's great. Practice yeah. that. Um, do you have any other final thoughts? This was awesome. Um, no, I mean, I think that it's important to remember that everyone struggles in their communication whether it's yeah. in a marriage or with the people around you. Yeah. And so this is not a, you have a problem. You know, this is a, everyone shares yeah. in this situation and we all need to work at applying God's word to our right. life. This is our renewal of our mind to be able yeah. to learn this <laughs> yeah. and to be able to put on the good behaviors. And ask people for help too. 
Yeah. Like maybe have you ever and dad ever sat down to do a table conversation and you realize, oh, we need to ask so-and-so to speak into this with us? Or yes. is that not? We, yeah. we do have people who do speak into our life. I think mostly that is done individually. Like I have a yeah. few gals who will speak into my life. I ha- And I know that dad has that too with a few guys. But um, yeah, we don't really do that as couples anymore. But, <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing. Like you're not left to just yourself to be yeah like, i mean I oh think, i know wisdom i do think yeah I going back to people change when right like people change when other people are are giving you input that's biblical and i i think you can ask yourself and this this is another challenge i guess like ask yourself who is speaking into my life biblically and i'm not talking about your pastor preaching to you on sunday morning that's yeah. not what i'm talking well, about well that's really i'm good talking question. about a girl who texts me um in the middle of the week and says uh, this is what I can see that you're struggling with. And here are some ways that I think you can put off this behavior. Like, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Like, I literally got one of those texts while I was here. Yeah. So um, that being said, you, you can ask yourself, like, who is speaking into my life about my sin? Like, who who's speaking into my life about what I need to change? Not, what, not what's wrong with my husband. Not what's wrong with this person that right. I can't get along with. What's wrong with me and how can I put off this behavior? That's a really good question to ask yourself because I've been faced. I mean, in the past two years, I've moved, what, three or two, yeah. four times from my major community. Mm-hmm. Literally spent four years in college, moved away from that community. Built a brand new community in Texas, moved mm-hmm. to this community. Mm-hmm. And so there have been times in my life where I've had to go to women maybe in the same stage of life of me as me or a little bit older and say, can't you speak into my life? Right. Because I was building up a new community. So if you don't have people in your life, maybe because of your own pride, I'll say that, mm, because you don't want to listen. Or because you're just maybe in a different community and you haven't established that yet. Um, I think it's helpful when they're actually in your community and not somebody from your past mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you have to go to someone and extend, Absolutely. Uh, what do they say, an olive branch, extend mm-hmm. a branch and say, whoops, and say, can you speak into my life in this? Yeah. Because more often than not, if you're, I think the person that you're going to ask will probably say yes. There's a reason you're asking them, probably right. because they're already doing this right. to some extent. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, maybe you have to ask somebody to do that for you. Yeah. Which is hard. And going back to what you just said about the pride element, the there, I mean, of all the people that have been through our counseling room, I mean, sometimes you see, like, the Holy Spirit really move, like, people really wanting to change, mm. um, people who are who come with humility or who um, God empowers them with humility mm-hmm. as they're moving through the process. Um, but the people who you can look back on over the last 10 years and say, yep, didn't really see much change in their life, is the people who were so prideful that they didn't want didn't you want to help, speak. Yeah. Or not not necessarily me or us, but anyone to speak into their life, right? Like, yeah. I want my whole life to change, but I don't want to change at all. Yeah, which right? we said in the very beginning of the episode, right? right? You have to, yeah. You have to be able to understand that God's goal for you is to glorify him. God's goal for you is to change you. God's mm-hmm. goal for you is to follow his word. That's his goal yeah for you so that being said he's working on changing your heart in the circumstances that you're in yeah and so stop running around saying i want all of this circumstance to change and start running around and saying i want me to change and taglined christy cook bloom where you're planted <laughs> just kidding. where you're planted man matt always says that you came up with that which i think you did so which i think i didn't but <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> um 
So, wow. Well, thanks for listening. This might be our second longest podcast we've ever had. Oh, no. So, I thought we were only on 30 minutes. Well, that was 15 minutes ago. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank you guys for listening. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know how to end the podcast. Matt usually does that too. So we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.